Today's chat is brought to you by the support of all our Twitch subscribers. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through the Twitch platform, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a subscriber of the FFC and gaining access to some exclusive features over in the Discord server, please be sure to visit our Twitch account and click on the subscribe button. If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember that you do have a free subscription to Twitch every month that can be used for this. And for those of you who are already subscribers, thank you again for your generosity. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on January 3rd, 2020, over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat as we continue our discussion over time travel shenanigans. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the advanced session of the week's exploration. Congratulations to those who signed up for a deeper dive. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> Green-eyed music the, lover. The, the girded loins anyway. <laughs> of green eyes. I mean, oh gosh, we haven't even gotten into any of the physics talk. We haven't, we haven't touched Destiny yet. We just did like a basic overview. And I'm still like, I need another drink. And I, I, I had, I actually stopped drinking at eight, and it's now almost eleven my time. I have coffee. You can see where you've gone we- wrong. I know, I know. Maybe it'd make more sense, but I really, I have to work in the morning. Bygones. Still. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> last but definitely not least in the hot seat as guest co-host, we have our good friend, Man at Arms. Rick, how are you doing? I am the world's smartest titan. <laughs> That's not hard. And Hey. That that makes me remember the, I think it was, was it Black Flag that had the response to your lore bites? <laughs> He takes the the paintings of the warlocks and reduces them to the the crayon bit crayon bite size pieces. You know, my question is: is what is your favorite color, Rick? Blue. How does it taste? Blue. Good. Mm. Mm. I love how this meme just took off, and it was just a gag. It was just a gag. And it's taken off completely. We needed our own thing. You you had Peregrine Greaves. No, like warlocks wear pajamas and hunters are fashion conscious. And like we punched things. And it's like, well, Titans eat crayons. It's like, of course we do. (laughs) Of course we do. You know, know, my favorite scene from this last release was just Saint-14 trying to headbutt the Minotaur. That comes out of the Vex gate, and he takes the goblin and wraps it around him to get more leverage to headbutt <laughs> even more. It's so good. It's just like, oh my god, I want to see him eat crayons now just because this is amazing. Crayons is good, yeah. Crayons, yeah. crayons is tasty. Bad for digestion, but tasty. I do not like the pink ones. <laughs> what? Why? Why? Why you don't like pink? Well, you don't. Yet. I don't anymore. I morphed into like for some reason. Nostrovia. I can I can toast in fourteen languages. I'm just throwing that out there. That is really not surprising, actually. Nope. To the surprise of no one ever. 
but we have <laughs> crayons good for titan, here. not good for pigeon. Yeah, <laughs> crayons good, good for chat. titan, not good for pigeon. Black flag. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, we, we were doing introductions and then we got on a diatribe already. We should rewind oh, time a little so, bit and get back to it. Well, and I know okay. everyone except for Green is looking forward to diving into the discussion. So let's get right Ooh, into coffee. it. coffee. I can preface some of this before we launch into it. So in your, the top three, the most important theories of time, you have example of all three arguably in Destiny. Right, which is confu- which is why I get confused sometimes with Destiny. Which is also my biggest problem with all of it. I can okay. I can agree with that, yeah. Cuz well, in the problem I think Rick correct me here, but the problem is is those three are not they're they're not they they are mute they, they they don't they don't mix. They're like mutually that's the point. exclusive. They are yeah, they are yeah, they are mutually exclusive. They can't they're not supposed to be mixable. No, that's not that's that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> that's not, but that's, that's what they're doing. Do you think this they're is just like, putting it in a blender? I don't know that they know that they're doing it. I'm pretty sure they know that they're doing it with as many people that yell about it. I'm pretty sure they know what's going For on. Each one of the three, because okay, as you may have noticed, I threw random lore cards into the notes in the wrong place, which is fine. <laughs> I, love, I think I edited it. I edited it. <laughs> <laughs> I do not Google Docs or type for that matter. You do not show notes very often either. I, I quit doing that like after episode four. I'm not typing. Why? It's fine. <laughs> it's <laughs> why? Why? Uh, oh but no, goodness. for the for at least the big three, there is a lore example within said lore cards. That we can mm-hmm. reference for say this is what's going on, or whatever. It's it's going to get weird regardless because it's time travel and it's all theoretical anyway. So it's fine. Which okay. one, which one do you want to start with? I mean, we can just go straight down the line. Oh, all right, she's editing. She's editing in front of me. I'm, I, have, I pushed it down to the advanced. I put it down at the How advanced episode notes. Copy paste I mean, my I random left it notes. There, if you want to stay in the intro notes, you could There's totally a bullet stay. Point now. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how to like... make the bullet point. First of all, <laughs> just look, when I hang put on, these hang in, on. she's she's editing in front of me. That's see now that that looks like something I would do now, where nothing is lined up correctly. That's that is its final form. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Jesus God. So you have the perfect paradox card. Which I think was the first one you were about to reference before I started editing the show notes in front of you. Like magic. Well, that's our fixed timeline example. Right. And also, you could argue, you could argue no time to explain as well. Mm, yeah. Because we gave Saint-14 a gun that we made, or he made for us, or something. We made for him that he gave to us that we gave to him. But he was already deadish. Which is a whole other thing. <laughs> He's kind of dead. So it happened out of order. So yeah. when you're talking about a fixed timeline, time is not changeable. So, and okay, it, it seems like it, this should be the easiest one to explain, but it's actually the hardest one to explain, in my opinion. Because basically, a fixed timeline, when you go into the past, 
you are not really changing anything because what you're changing, you've already changed in your past, even though it's your present. So the result of you being alive and being able to go to the past is the result of your actions. So in other words, you're just playing your part as a cog in the giant construct that is time. Yes, that would be correct. You can also see that like the merchant in the alchemist gate short story, which is another mention within destiny is a fixed timeline. Uh, so basically, every all events are fixed points in time. So that any actions that you do in the past were already done in the past. Uh, there's there's a principle that's called the I think it's Novikov self consistency principle, which basically is exactly that. The problem there is that that also indicates that there is no air quote free will that it's all determined already. It's already fixed. It's, you know, you're just, you're just exactly what you're saying. You're just a cog in this machine that is existence. Well, that, that's, that's a perspective. Right. That's also right. Well, yeah. a perspective that there's a higher power that constructed this, or you could just say that all of the other roads have been closed down and this is the only road left. Mm-hmm. So you're just living out the result of something that, to you from your point in time hasn't happened but it has correct yeah so that future was at one point unknown but from where you're sitting it's already happened so it's not really predetermined by a higher power per se but you could perceive it that way yeah that's, that's, i guess that's that's, 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 a, that's a good clarification yeah but you could also just be living out the results of the math that's already been done it's the destiny of it Pudunch. yeah well and that that's ties that's into the actually facts accurate. and they're yeah, and that also mm-hmm. ties into the Vex and their probability machines. Right. But then you well, get the fun thing. Yes, because because you have causality. So the the fixed timeline is steeped in causality because it goes back mm-hmm. to the concept of the linear theory. So no matter what you do, so like time your experience of time is not 100% going to be linear within this example of a fixed timeline, but the events that are composed of that timeline are linear. Even if you go back in time and do something, that that event has already happened. It's a fixed point. It's not going to change. There, There is arguably no paradoxes within a fixed timeline because it's already done. It's already happened. Even if you go back in time and you air, you know, quotes here, you, you, uh, the, the, one of the good examples, okay, you say you want to go back in time and kill baby Hitler, which is the classic example of everything. Oh, God. We're doing right. the baby Hitler thing. Well, the fixed timeline would say, okay, you go back in time and you you kill baby Hitler. Well, in a fixed timeline model, then what happens is some other child become, like, it, it basically they become the figure known as Hitler. Like, it's not going to change what happens. You, you can't, or there you- is no fail in or yeah or you fail or you know or something happens in which you don't basically your end goal of removing that figure is not successful because in a fixed timeline it is a fixed point in time there there your any actions that you do by going into the past have already happened so therefore they're not going to change anything well that kind of segues into the next one nicely with the whole baby hitler is a good way to discuss the next one Mm mm-hmm with the uh, the dynamic, I lost oh, my shot. Yeah, dynamic dynamic timelines where the headaches start because. Well, 
Well, let's, let's use your baby. Let's use baby Hitler. Okay. Right. Well, this is where paradox starts. Yeah, this is where grandfather paradox starts. Is what I mean. Is like this is where all your paradoxes, like actual paradoxes, things that blow up the universe, start happening. Yeah, and by blow up the universe, they mean just you just destroy a timeline that you don't exist in anymore. Basically, Mm -hmm. so time still continues, but so you go back in time, you kill baby Hitler. Okay, I love this one. Baby Hitler always comes up because everybody wants to kill Hitler. It's just (laughs) it's a guilty pleasure. It's fine. It's a guilty pleasure. We're gonna call it what it is. Otherwise, baby Hitler killing analogy would never come up. So you go back in time and you kill baby Hitler, but therefore Hitler never grew up. Hitler never performed the atrocities. Therefore, you erased your motivation to go back in time to kill baby Hitler. So, being that you didn't know baby Hitler existed or Hitler grown Hitler existed, you would have never gone back in time to be able to go back and kill baby Hitler. And the universe explodes. Yeah, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> that, that's the but the dynamic timeline's also all the best storytelling elements. Right, right. That's I mean that's because so? you have things like the grandfather paradox where like that's that's where you have like you go so the dynamic timeline is when you go into the past and you have impacts on the present. So like you you can change things in the past and they actually have ramifications in the present. And unlike the next model that we'll talk about, the dynamic timeline is a single timeline. So there is no splintering of that timeline. Okay. Whereas within the multiverse, every time... (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. So Brace yourself. Yeah, multiverse is where it gets real fun. Like, you'll be... uh, So the uh, the dynamic timeline... Well, actually, you go and I'll give a layman explanation or whatever. We'll see how. I don't know if I can give a layman (laughs) explanation of this. Stealth and chat. No. (laughs) So dynamic timeline is still kind of a fixed-esque timeline, right? Dynamic timeline is a single timeline. It's not fixed. It's a single. Dynamic timeline is back to the future. Gotcha. Yeah. So So fixed timeline and. Yeah. Fixed timeline and dynamic timeline. You have a singular path. Okay. You so can, there's only one. Correct. There's only one existence. version. You're only you're only existing. you're only in one dimension. Like you only my, exist. My time right. cop analogy is dynamic timeline. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Listen to the introduction episode for that. Oh, story. apparently there's yeah, a there's an episode where Barry Allen explains to Supergirl the concept of multiverse. Okay. So if you're a fan of the cool. Flash in the era I mean, that's one version of the multiverse. Uh, well, and comic books are multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, so multiverse is the idea go. similar to dynamic timeline, but it's based around the idea of alternate timelines. And it basically posits that there's an infinite number of parallel universes and that traveling into the past causes a new divergent timeline from the first. So because of this, you can change anything, but because it creates a new divergent timeline, only that new timeline is being affected. So the original timeline doesn't change. It's fixed, but you can't get back to it. So your new timeline is changed. So any paradoxes you create in that timeline are just consistent to that timeline, to that parallel universe. So you see this within like Terminator series is a lot of Terminator, Terminator 2 and Terminator 3. This is a lot of problems in there. Uh, I think there's uh, I think the other one that I saw was Star Trek, I guess. I didn't I didn't know that one. 
That's the newer movie. That's the, uh, the Oh, okay. That's the new. Okay. That's the. Okay. I got you. So that's where. That's the explanation of how they didn't retcon anything, but it was. Okay. Or it's a way to reboot a franchise. Whatever. Right. You know, that's yeah. fine. It's fine. It's all. Everything is fine like wine. Uh, okay. So multiverse. This exists in Destiny, but it's really complicated and blood's going to shoot out of my ears. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And me, me and Green actually joked about this in passing, I don't know, a while back about Pradith. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Pradith was quote-unquote erased from time. And if you played D1, you remember that nobody really remembered who Pradith was. He was literally, he went into the vault. He didn't exist. Because, you know, what we were always told is you go into the vault and the Vex erase you from ever existing, which we know that doesn't work. Because of our previous conversations, you can't erase somebody from ever existing because you change. The Vex are very cautious about monkeying with the past. So here, let me backtrack. Okay, so the clearest example you have of multiverse in the Destiny universe is Venus, which I couldn't find the card, unfortunately, because it talks about the Ishtar Collective, if I'm not mistaken, on Venus. Mm -hmm. They were studying on Venus, and then one day they all these Vex structures showed up. And then someone. Oh, when they pop into existence. Yeah, and then they tested it, and I think they were billion of year, billions of years old, if I'm not mistaken. If yeah, not billions, were, it was yeah, millions of years old. Yeah, it was like they were they so were significantly. Yeah. They, so it was like they were always there. So that's an example of a multiverse, meaning that the Vex had constructed the vault and their their constructs, for lack of a better term, because I don't know how else to say that. On another version of Venus in an alternate Venus in an alternate timeline. And some kind of way, which was never explained, they brought that Venus into our Venus and made their that world and brought it into our world, which is how we gain access to the Vault of Glass. So in terms of Pradith, like we were mentioning in our previous conversation, you can't erase somebody from time because that would retroactively change everything that went up to that point. And the Vex also can't calculate Guardians because they can't simulate paracausality. So it's like they're trying to do a gigantic math problem, but instead of having one X to solve for, they have a very large number of Xs that can do an infinite number of things that they can't calculate. So they're just kind of like, shit. <laughs> just shoot it. Just just shit. So they they really don't change with the path. But when they're, you're invading the vault and they're trying to protect Atheon and, you know, keep time's conflux, you know, intact so they can do their monkeying. Okay, maybe we erase him from time because this is a last-ditch effort. That's the only way I can rationalize it. So to explain what happened to Pradith, okay? Because <laughs> I'm very proud of myself that I figured this out. Or at least came up with an analogy that lets me sleep at night. They removed Pradith from time in the vault, but they didn't remove Pradith from all time. As you know, he went to the waiting room. So inside the vault, it's a Jenga tower. You know the game? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when Pradith was in there, Pradith was in that present as soon as something happens, it's a fixed point. You can't go back and change it. So what they did is they didn't erase Pradith from ever existing. They just took Pradith out of that present and they moved him to the top of the tower. So he still exists in time, just not at that point in time. 
So that's why nobody remembered him. That's a, but he couldn't. They couldn't totally wipe him out of existence. So they sent him to what I like to call the waiting room of Pradith. <laughs> the cells. His prison. He has the greatest view of anyone in the Destiny universe. He gets to see alternate past. I don't know if he's seeing simulations. I don't know if he's seeing actual streams of I don't think time. he even knows exactly what he's seeing. Like, this, there's not, yeah. Go ahead. not a lot of clarity with that. No, at this point, I think he's just gone batshit and he's enjoying the ride. He's like, that's pretty cool. That dude blew up in that timeline that I've already forgotten about because I've seen 900 other things. Mm-hmm. So they basically just put Pradith in the penalty box. And it's like, well, we'll deal with him later. <laughs> we... <laughs> We opened the door and Pradith came back into being because not only did we know about Pradith, like we bring the ghost to Lakshmi and all of a sudden Pradith is a thing again in our world where he wasn't before. It was like, okay. I don't know why we went through all this, but that is a thing that happened. It seems like a really poor way to dispatch somebody. But, you know, hey, it's the Vex. I don't understand the beginning. (laughs) I do so... I also don't understand how they exist in the past, present, and future, and they're a hive mind, and they travel back and forth, and they're not talking to each other. I don't get that at all. Well, okay, so they're also, not only are they, they're kind of sort of hive mind, they're they're unitized, they're, they're in groupings, because yeah. you have the soul divisive, who is kind of the outlier when it comes to the Vex. They, the other Vex don't necessarily like the soul divisive. There's mentions of them being thinking of them as other in some respects, but like the others, the, I think they're still connected within the hive mind of their time unit, whatever mind you have, like the universal mind. Lee Golo from Halo? What's that? The Hunters. Oh, the Hunters. Yeah. Yeah, that makes... I just uh, I see them as okay. units rather. Well, than the like Golo other. are huge, seen as huge. Yeah, they're they're also like when they're in their hive or when they're in their colony, which is the hunter figure. They are seen as a single entity, but even the like Golo, like that single hunter, is a colony of Legogo um, worms. So, like, which is if the hive are or not the hive but if the vex are the compilation of all the radiolaria. tiny tiny, tiny yeah. radiolaria then they're also a hive within themselves right yeah so they would be each each individual like goblin could arguably be a colony of or a a sub colony of the radiolaria that then belongs to the call there the hive mind of the soul divisive and then you know each one of those components so you have the goblins you have the hobgoblin you know all these different sub or sub colonies that then function differently based on what their assignments are but then ultimately they are communicating on that that channel if you will with each other in order just to cooperate in order to exist in the world they have to you know communicate to move the body move the the suit of armor that they're wearing and so mm-hmm. then that that also if they have that level of communication with each other then it's not as huge of a leap to understand that they have that level of communication with the larger um i don't know what you would call it the larger uh community of their particular collective. yeah their particular collective and then there's you also then there's also the whole thing that they are kind of arguably part machine. There may be part machine somewhat or something because they're living metal. 
I always mm-hmm. think of them as, I can't remember, the, the Daleks from Doctor Who. Yeah. We got yeah, the, little the little thing in the machine. The little just, squid guys. That's, that's just the, the conveyance. No, I method. mean, they, they are pretty similar. If they if they had a voice, I could imagine them yelling exterminate. Oh, God. So, Vex or Doctor Who ripoff confirmed? <laughs> no. No. 100%. Cyberman. 100%. With Cyberman. <laughs> Do you want me to break your head the, a little bit? They more? combined it with the Cybermen. They, oh, if you no. touch the Vex, you become a Vex. So you know they, they ripped off Doctor Who twice. You ready for me to break your head a little bit more? Do it. The Vex are also within a linear timeline, as well as the multiverse timeline. Oh no! Yeah, there's a mm-hmm. there's yeah. a. I would agree with that. There's a scannable on Nessus that says this is like a cornerstone for Nessus put here by the Vex to mark linear time. It's been 127 of our years since Nessus last traveled through our system. I don't know how many Vex years that is. So that they're laying their own groundwork to create not necessarily an actual linear time, but they're marking time in a linear fashion. Then. Another scannable also on Nessus says, in some simulation of some far distant future on some alternative version of Nessus, this energy beam might serve some pur- purpose that we understand, not here, though. So there's your multiverse and your semi-sort of linear timeline in the same scans. Which is, within. which is, and this is fourth wall type, this is the problem in the storytelling. Is it the problem, though, or is it the fact that they they use time in such a way that they it's a tool for them? It's not necessarily something that they are bound to, that they have no control over, but something that they can move with and utilize. No, I, that's mean, one of the I mean, from a writing perspective, from a writing, because yeah. from a mm-hmm. writing perspective, basically, it's like um, you said, OK, vampires can be by sil- be killed by silver. But they can only be killed by wooden stakes through the heart in the same sense. And it's like, well, wait, no, that's not. It's like you took a blade vampire and you mix it in with, uh, what's his name, Boris Karloff and said, these are both canon. Wait, no, no, that's that's not how this works. That's That's not how this works. You think this is a case? They're not not exactly different. It's just one is us observing that they are marking time in a linear fashion like we mark dates on a calendar whereas the other one is it's the venus thing all over again where you have something that was from another time that's hundreds of years old type thing it's just well they you have function in you have, more that multiverse aspect right you have two different perceptions at war with each other we perceive right. Dino- it's it's like uh it's like the the mytho- mythological presence of merlin Merlin lives in a linear fashion, oh, but no. his no, yes, but he lives backwards you, as opposed you, to everybody else. Why would you, know, you bring that up? But it, it, because it works. <laughs> because that's that, that. Because like that's the thing is like you know he he lives his exposure or his perception of time is the same as ours. It's it's a linear progression. It's going forward, but what it looks like to us is something completely different. The same with like How the is Vex. he so wise? Because he's already seen that. <laughs> that was yesterday. <laughs> I mean, it's brilliant. Don't get me wrong. I don't know of any other character that exists in that way. But how does well, he know so it, much? Because that was breakfast. Yeah, that that was yeah. But um, but like that. That's to me to how some. you can you can see the vex as both being a fixed and in a dynamic or fixed in a multi because they are the individual vex units 
are linear. Like they, if you could, you know, hitch a GoPro to them, if you want, they would, their perception of what they're doing is going step by step forward. Right, but which is how, but we perceive perception at that point. Right, we perceive take, their I, actions as going around and hopping. I, okay, I take a small issue with the term paracausal. I this is going to be fun. Oh, no. no, this is just semantics. This yeah. is just semantics. Mm-hmm. To me, it's it's a cop out word because just para- the fact to be not affected by causality. No, okay, so this is why well, no, 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 no. It's, and it, it's a red herring, but I just want to get this off my chest. Sorry. No, go for it. The vex are all it like okay, the vex are the giant clock and they're trying to fix and make the giant clock run a certain way and it's all math and we throw out the term paracausal, they can't calculate it. No, they're not paracausal. Guardians are not paracausal. Guardians are fucking supernatural. We have power from a magic ball in the sky. (laughs) Which is supernatural. And there is no math to calculate magic ball in the sky power. That's why they can't do the math. Because it's science fiction. (laughs) We are living science fiction. Can you do math on Merlin? No. Why? Wizard. Magic. <laughs> it just do. Well, if you're going to do the, su- su- was it significantly an advanced enough situation? I mean, is it indistinct? Magic is just indistinguishable from oh, technology yeah, if you're going to follow that line. Mm-hmm. Not, in, not if your actual source of power is the supernatural. <laughs> It's a but giant if you can ball. Under, can you sky. understand the supernatural? But that's what I was saying. That's why they can't do the math. Everybody likes to throw out the paracausal. Paracausal sounds very nice. It sounds very intellectual. I get it. It sounds cool. Okay. Warlocks levitate. This is magic. God damn it. <laughs> this is not science. That's why the Vex can't do the math on us. Uh, like I said, this is just me venting. Uh, this, this was not part. Yeah, this was good. not constructive to the conversation. I apologize. No, you're good. It's the the paracaus. <clears throat> well, this is an argument that gets brought up in chat a lot too in Discord. It's the it's the idea that <laughs> because they're using. I'm sorry. Yeah, I saw him too. <laughs> and this is the quote. That, and this, this is the quote that will be it's on my the, tombstone. It's the, it's the Titan's answer. It's magic, damn it. <laughs> Space magic. But oh I mean, God. if supposedly, and if Ikora is any example with some of her her books and stuff that she's written, as well as Asher, there is math behind it. We just don't see it because nobody wants to read that shit. I mean, I want to read it, but it's not accessible to me. Well, and they do. Right. They do have the capability Titan. of figuring out singular guardians' light because that's the whole thing with Saint fourteen and the what is it? The Martyr Mind mm-hmm. was that it was able. They were able to compute that singular piece of the supernatural. But that so brings us back it's to the argument if that actually though. even happened. Well, no, it happened. It's just because we took out the Undying Mind. It technically doesn't happen in our past anymore, but it happens in our past, but not St. Fourteen's past because he's alive, not dead. Right. Well, but you also have the whole, I'm going to call it the ripcord of all of this happened in the simulated infinite forest thing. 
Oh, yeah, that's... So that did we actually even see the real Dead Saint 14? We don't know. Which, I mean, from, well, a, from a writing perspective, I think that's yeah. brilliant, because you could always go, no ho, ha-ha, that never happened. <laughs> we, cause, right. Cause, uh, we, we fucked up very badly, so magic, goddammit. No, I'm just joking. That was, but no, it's it's it's... It's just, I think it's a nice safety net because you go, well, did it happen? Uh, anyway, sorry. Um, no, you're good. That was one of the arguments that we had with the whole Curse of Osiris is the fact that everything that we were doing was taking place within the infinite forest. Yeah, there is, so there's a lot it of... Could all yeah. be, did we ever leave? It, did it even happen? Yeah. Right. Is this a, ju- a dream? The Curse no. of Osiris this whole thing? Curse of Osiris was a different version of Beat Saber when you really think about it. <laughs> I. Um, that's all How? we did for a season. Because was you we ran went down the hallway. Giant, <laughs> we ran down a hallway in a oh. virtual world that we are told at the beginning this is not real. <laughs> I really want Beat Saber stick. Like the, have you seen the the what is it called? It's the Beat Saber. Yes, staff. I said Beat I want Saber. The, I want the pole staff version. I want a Destiny pole staff Beat Saber. I want this to happen. That? I want to run with my guardian with my freaking arc staff and just beat the snot out of Vex. I make it a point to never talk about Curse of Osiris because just like, you know, Panoptes is doing things. Well, he's doing things in the magical virtual reality machine. Awesome. How is that going to affect me outside of the magical virtual <laughs> it's reality a, machine? It's a, I mean, the thing is, is that virtual reality machine is the Vex simulating ways to beat us. That's the whole purpose behind it. Right. But in that, but in that logic, then ways. us interacting with that virtual machine is actually helping them. Right. Which is kind of the funny part of this whole thing that we've just basically handed them some keys towards their our own demise. <laughs> I completely triggered chat. Excellent. <laughs> Spectral Blade Hunter Beat Saber mod. Well, okay. Well, okay. Uh, yes. So going back to the vault, in connection, the infinite force and the vault are very similar. Well, or almost identical. Because I, it, the purposes are different, though. The purposes are different, but the vault really doesn't exist either in our time. Like when you go through the door of the vault, you are removing yourself from you're you're Jesus, going into space time, a different waiting room, right? So it, well, the vault I mean, doesn't actually exist in the whatever goes on in the vault has no effect on the rest of the universe. Apparently, well, okay, so it's kind of. If you want to take it from a very, very light touch to it, but it's not much different than going into Ascendant Realm. No, that's that. I would, I would agree with that. Except it's it, a thought realm. Well, I don't know about that because, respects. like, the vault technically is the confluence of timelines. Like, so you do have right, a physical. If, if you have a physical component there that's not just paracausal. Or not, sorry, not paracausal. Right, uh, but as soon as you step into that area, it's not of this necessarily of this plane mm, mm, yeah 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 yeah. okay yeah yeah no yeah no i see what you're saying absolutely the, the, but everything in the vault is hyper real as opposed to the infra forest where it's beat saber raid mm-hmm. so which, which i think would be the difference between the vault and the the forest right is the vault actually is affecting reality where the infinite forest is simulating it Right. Well, the infinite force is also dynamically changing, Correct. quote unquote, every time you go right. in there because it's learning from you. Yeah, 
whereas the vault is a reflection of reality. Mm -hmm. It's like walking into Freddy Krueger's nightmare realm. That's fair. Like I can see that. Once yeah. you cross the plane, it's their rules apply to, you know, to a degree. <laughs> I mean, there's limitations on the rules. But that whole raid, there was a magnitude of, like, shit going on in that raid. It's like, if you actually, I mean, when you read, well, I mean, you guys have read about it, obviously. Jesus Christ, who am I talking to? Mm-hmm. But the ramifications of the Vault of Glass raid, when you're just a person going in and playing it, like, oh, that was cool. When you read the lore behind it, you're like, oh, God, everything almost <laughs> went away. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you have things like, what are the, not the, they're not called harpies, but they are harpies. The um, Gorgons. Gorgons that can just erase you. Yep. From they, they, absolutely yeah. erase you. Well, they send you to the Jenga penalty box. <laughs> Jenga penalty box. I mean, well, we no, still don't technically know it. what is it. Two of the names of the Praetis fire team. Three, three. Or if there have, were yeah. three. Yeah, we don't even know if there They're were. They're just gone because yeah. the was Praetis. the race and never existed. Yeah. Or maybe they tried to three man it, which is why they fail. Mm-hmm. It, I, yeah, because you have to have <laughs> more than three people to go into each gate mm-hmm. and take out all the oracles and. I did not like that raid. I was oh, not man, good I at reading that. I love that raid. Like, that was. I uh, was. You see, I want to go back into the, it. The, the sadist like the vault of glass. It's, just <laughs> it's fine. That was and that was before they did the, or no, they randomized the sending, didn't right? Because it used to be the structure where you had to, if you were against the wall, you got sent into the different in the final fight. Oh yeah, yeah. When they retooled it, it was just and like they, we don't know then, who's going. Yeah, then they because they, they made it random after. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, and then well, no. When they put in the challenges, like no, no, everyone's going. Oh god, Wait, that challenge. Yeah, that. that oh. <laughs> what? What? I I don't want to go in there. Oh no, <laughs> <Don't>. you're going. <laughs> I need a cleanse. I, and then you always had the one guy that you know we forgot to tell him not to shoot sleeper simulants. <laughs> Oh gosh! Or maybe, or maybe we told him too specifically. Because you put up the bubble. No, no, you shoot. No, when you went in to kill the oracles, if you shoot an oracle with oh. the sleeper simulant, it's coming right back at you. I don't care if you're flying. Oh, really? Yeah, it doesn't. Oh yeah. yeah I didn't. I never tried that. I just remember once you got out and jumped to the center, you're like don't, getting ready no, that's, to be cleansed. That's the rocket you launcher. Don't shoot. Don't rocket launcher. Yeah, but you. Oh my god, it was so bad. I died Fraggle. so many times because I had. Not no, I died because of Kevin. Oh no, Fraggle was he the never one that was the key. Oh, that was God. the same as King's Fall. Someone oh, would pop. Some pops the bubble right as the rocket gets launched. Uh huh. <laughs> pops the bubble in the wrong spot and orcs and Crota. Crota was worse because Crota. It was like so easy to put it in the same spot every time, mm-hmm. and for some reason Kevin just couldn't do it. And it's just like, dude. Seriously, I'm going to hurt you. And I'm like, I'm not a violent person with raids. Like, I'm really easy going. But I literally stopped and I screamed out, like, who the fuck put a bubble here? And all you hear is this man who's probably like 350, can bench press like 300 pounds. Go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's like, dude, this I'm is the five worst foot two. And I just castrated you verbally. Fix it. That's like if someone puts the bubble in Crota the wrong the wrong place. I'm like, oh, uh, that's what it was. Oh, was that, was yeah, that the thing? That's what okay, it was. that's wh- that was oh, where it was. That's, put that's it, I remember this story. Because instead of putting it yeah. tucked away, yeah, yeah. he sh- he moved it to the right over like by the bridge where the bridge actually starts. And I'm like, you fucker. 
Oh my god, it's so Crota, him. I'm kind of Crota was the oh one that gives god. you PTSD with all the glitches. All it took was Crota, Crota coming Crota? into the no. back room with you, and yes. it was like, no. it was like, no, 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 no. Well, Crota coming <laughs> to the back room, and then you had Run orcs away. with the ogres. Yeah, the, they just decided to go wherever they wanted yeah, to. The teleporting ogres. Uh, Oh my gosh! Crota, Crota was the first time I remember being like, "You were like, okay, we're gonna go to the back room because it's safe." And we turn around, no. and Crota's like standing right there. We're like, "You're not supposed to be here. This is our room." Oh, <laughs> this is our room. This is our room. Clubhouse. You're not allowed. But let's go back to time travel. Every time, um, that, every time that happened, I go, "Things have gone awry." <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just knew. Just run, run in any direction. You did not see Crota. Uh, okay, back to time travel. So, oh my gosh. Okay, so time travel, Vex, uh, the Vault, the Infinite Forest. Do we have other examples? Do we think the Black Garden is affected in the same way? I or is no. it is it actually linear? Or is the fact that the Black Garden exists in multiple places, in multiple times. Well, we did. I, there's always. He, we do know I that the, get... there are multiple gardens, and they are anchored on Mars after the Black Heart was destroyed. Right, but there's no time tied to it yet. At the same time, well, I guess the that's Black fair, Heart it's is still of time. growing. Right, but the Black Heart is still growing within it, so it still adheres to the laws of time, even though it technically is outside of time which is its own fuckery that doesn't make any sense well i mean i think there's it still has linear time within it i I think the black garden is the only real universal fixed point in time in destiny is it though the black garden like there's the aspect of the growing into the future in the past but if that's the case, that's just the flowers, right? That's not necessarily the black heart or even the vex within it, the soul device in it. Those are still affected right. by normal time. No, I think those are just parasites on a, a thing bigger than what the hell we even know what the hell it is. Do we know what the, the hell it is? flower game. Kind of, kind of not. Not really. There's, there's a lot of theories on it still. I, but, I just think, I think that that's just something... As a physical place, it doesn't. It just exists. It's you have a few pockets. Okay, so you got Praetus waiting room is just a place that exists. The vault is just a place that exists. Whatever the hell this mess we made out of Mercury or Cyrus made out of Mercury, that's a place that exists. Be it, it's very small and contained, but it's like a pocket dimension. So good job there. I mean. They have to be dating. That's a lot of trouble to go through to to get your drinking buddy back from the grave. I'm just throwing that out there. That's. <laughs> oh my god! Have you read if that web comic? No, I literally oh. just threw that out there. Oh, there's there's a web comic where it's it's Ikora and it's Osiris and he's like all pissed and she's like, "You need you you two just need to get a room." He's like, "What?" And he's just like, "And it's just oh, I'll have to see if I can find it." It's freaking hilarious. I've ripped a hole in all of existence because I need my drinking buddy back. Wait, mm-hmm. wait. That I've had many good friends in my life. I've never put I mean, the entire universe in peril to have another beer. I mean, at least it isn't like ripping a hole in reality and tossing your son into it, and then out comes the vex. 
Well, okay, hang on. That's a little bit of a misrepresentation. He tossed him into the hole because he he cut a hole because Crota summoned the vex. He let because he let out the yeah. vex. I mean, I think that was more for spite. Yeah. Like, get your ass in that hole. No, I mean after he did it, but like Crota cutting the hole just for funsies because he wants to see what happens. Yeah, I blame I mean, Savathun for that one. I mean, is, I mean, is it Savathun or is it just Iralock and Ira Nuke? That no, did that was that, that was Savathun. Savathun tricked him into doing that. But they were still involved. I mean, wouldn't you cut a hole just to see what happened? No, I totally. I don't wouldn't. want to go to prison. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about stabbing a bitch. I mean, isn't that what we're talking about? No. <laughs> That's not how this works. That's not how this oh. works. <laughs> Everything is Zavathun. I'm over that shit. Mm, don't be over that shit because I, I think know, that shit's going to come back. No, it's coming back and I don't. I think we're still going to get more Vexy stuff first, but pretty sure with what the moon's just on hiatus right now. Zavathun is like the opposite of Satan. She convinced the world that she did exist, as opposed to convincing. (laughs) I was like, I was like, where is this going? Like, where is this? (laughs) I totally exist everywhere, all up in your head. (laughs) Oh my god, she is the she is the game. She is the least sneakiest sneaky person I've ever heard of. This is not. This is the opposite of subterfuge. <laughs> She's just everywhere. <laughs> like, listen, I'm totally spying on you right now. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? <laughs> Wait, she went to the. This the wor- This is the worst trade craft I've ever seen in the field. I'm just throwing that out there. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I I still think that Zavathun's got more to do on freaking Moon than we... And then we also had the Pyramid Ship. Like, we have so much story left to do that will tie into her, I think, that I... I there's just... There's too much left. She's got to have more coming. That, you know, the, you brought up the Moon, and that goes back to my whole supernatural thing. This is why I think the Vex invaded the Moon. The whole Vex incursion. Because they want the pyramid ship power? No, because there's freaking ghosts they don't understand walking around the moon like, nah, no, that's more of that stuff we can't calculate. We got to kill all of this. (laughs) (laughs) Blow it all up. No, no. What's the math come back? There is no math. Moon's gone. That's it. (laughs) I'm over it. You think that the Vex came in because of the ghost rather than the pyramid ship? Well, it's all connected. There's like, okay, there's all this cool paracausal stuff going on the moon. We got to put a stop to this immediately. <laughs> this does, this does not fit into the math. This Seven needs to be nipped I've in the bud. CIA Stat. Right. But, gosh. Then what about Eris? Are we going to, I mean, in, could you be more specific? Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to be, but I also kind of want to see where you take it just with just that lead-in. But uh, I mean, I'll, um, okay, I'll go. Here we go. Fine, I'll take the bait. Um, you know, the, when she touches the 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 statue and she has that grin, the, mm-hmm. this is the way I interpreted it because I've seen that look in real life. It to me, it was the receiving of knowledge 
Because when you are tortured by something and you're left in ignorance and all of a sudden everything makes sense, you would grin. It was like, oh, okay then. That's what's going on. Now, whatever that was, I have no idea. I, I really did not understand the nightmares, what they mean. I don't understand. Okay, uh, this pisses me off. I understand nightmares and barrier nights and unstoppable hive and all these things. How the hell did the cabal get hive shield technology on Mercury in a different timeline? I don't understand this besides game mechanic and it pisses me off. Hive on Mercury within the infinite forest? No, not the hive, the cabal. I'm sorry. It's like I understood the unstoppable nights and the barrier nights and the different loadouts and the different perks. Yeah, it's like okay, this is this is evil darkness hive magic. I get this. And then we go to fight the cabal in alternate timeline, and there's an unstoppable colossus. I'm like, wait, what? We're mixing metaphors. Sorry, I had to get out. I don't I mean, know what the fuck nightmares. It's it's not the nightmares aren't the it's not the moon's nightmares. It's our nightmares. I We're just, fighting basically our own figments of our imagination that are really freaking powerful that have manifested all over the universe at this point, or I, all over the solar system. I rather. still haven't killed Nightmare Mithrax. That dude's pissed. Really? Oh, God. He's like 980 or something. Pops out of a, like a... He's hanging out in a little bitty tunnel that goes nowhere. I mean, it's just like... he's ah, I'm chilling uh-huh. here. This is cool. Yeah. Just chilling. Oh, look, a guardian. Why? Why? I have to bring six people in here to deal with you, you bastard. (laughs) It didn't take that much the Uh, first time. Um, I don't understand. I honestly, and I'm just throwing this, I didn't understand anything. I understood. uh, That's not true. I don't understand a lot of went on in the moon. I understand the lore of it, uh, the uh, the pyramid ship. I understood the uh, the Clovis Bray facility and all the research. We we, we talked about that, uh, mm-hmm. the two of us. I got all mm-hmm. that. What was actually happening when we showed up? I'm like, huh? Okay, so the evil four sided dice can manifest red things. Co? Why? Because magic? No. Um, Probably. Be- because psychology more than anything, actually. I did like Eris's whole stages of grieving process. They kind of surreptitiously threw in there as you liberated the souls of her dead fire team members. Mm-hmm. I thought that was mm-hmm. it. Was it was out there, but it wasn't like in your face out there. I'm like, oh, this is really this is really cool. Uh, a subtle touch to it. Yeah. I like that. If, yeah. If you paid a little bit of attention, it was like, oh, okay, that's that's a nice little story arc. And then she touches a statue and grins at me mischievously. Why? I don't know. <clears throat> and I also didn't walk well, around a pyramid ship because there was a shiny ball in the middle of the room and I needed that immediately. I got to play it a few different times, so. I, need, I just love that. Missing much. I needed There's... that immediately. <laughs> the shiny. This is, yes. this is mine. There's not a whole lot of extra in that space. Um, you can go up to a few door-like things, but there's barriers in the way where you can't actually go into them, or you get like fuzzy, fuzzy on the side of the screen type thing if you get too close to them. I did. So, I did. You do weren't missing much. The most tightened thing possible inside of the pyramid ship because I did I, you punch it? No, no. I looked off to the right at one part, and there were like two little red dots. 
in the darkness, like off the side of the ledge. So I totally charged that to see what that was. And that was a light. It was two lights over an abyss. Uh huh. But I confirmed that it was not a scary monster. So you're welcome. Good. You saved me. Totally. You're like my dog. You bark for no reason. Totally. Uh, but you totally saved me. Totally jumped off the ledge, peregrine greaves and all. No, no regrets. Oh my gosh. YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> I'm like, whatever that is, I'm coming. Oh, God. Oh, it is death. Excellent. I've died many times. It's not a big deal. It's okay. I, I've tried to climb the statue to see if you can get above it or anything. It's really hard to. Not not very easy. Um, you fall to your death quite a bit. I spent a lot of time doing that because reasons. Um <laughs> Blue, do we want to tie this back into any sort of time traveling shenanigans before we start to get to the wrap up point? Um, I think we, I think we pretty much. Mm, no, I don't know how you recover from this. Yeah, is there, I'm, is I'm there good. any concise way to like wrap it up? Like, there's the the concept of the vex. <clears throat> there's the concept of what we deal with literally. Lit- God, mm-hmm. word, literally, word. linearly. Mm-hmm. Literally, linearly, mm-hmm. but and dynamic timeline and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I think I think the thing too is like the the time frame or uh, timeline theory of destiny is for our as at least as far as our perception is still developing. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's hard because we're we're coming at this and we're trying to understand what's going on when we don't have we don't have a full picture. And it's already it's already at a, we're we're kind of at a disservice already because it is a fictional realm, so they can kind of play fast and loose with the rules as it is already. <laughs> I mean, like Doctor Who is a prime example of this. Don't try to logically follow Doctor Who from a time traveling perspective. Like it, it, you you will get frustrated and like you you sit down and you have to have a suspension of disbel- of de- uh, belief. Like you 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 mm-hmm. have to just you know enjoy it for the story it is. And the shenanigans that they get up to in it. Like, if you start being like, well, you know, that's actually paradoxical and that doesn't make sense. Like, they do, like, a a, a, a bit of a service to it, but they don't hold to it. Um, that's kind of that's kind of my approach to time travel within Destiny also is, like, I'm like, okay, I just kind of have to accept it on the surface because otherwise I just start seeing a lot of problems. And honestly, that's how I deal with time travel in a lot of entertainment mediums is because you know and that's kind of what we were talking about with the dynamic timeline it makes for great stories if you're looking at a very small picture but when you start thinking Mm -hmm. about the conclusions beyond the the rolling of the credits that's when it starts becoming very problematic because yeah sure you save the day hurrah and the credits roll but in reality that's not how that would that doesn't that's not how that works and so that's it's a fun thought experiment without right. going into too much right. of the uh, you just ramifications right of it. you just have to you have to suspend your belief for that story and and then when it's you know when it's and they lived happy ever after you just kind of have to be like okay well that that's that's a nice story but it's not going to actually work um, so I mean that's that's the problem that I've had with whenever entertainment mediums start doing like we're gonna do time travel it's like oh no like because it usually just it usually just ends badly like they get they once you open that pandora's box there's really not a lot unless you do it very sparingly 
Like, there's really not very many directions you can go before you kind of have to start, like, getting pretty heavy. I, I don't want to say, like, retcons, but you have, like, you have to get pretty hard-handed. Yeah, you start getting paradoxes, which, I mean, I guess if you are going to use those paradoxes as a tie, as a, a catalyst for a future story, I mean, you just have to be careful with the dominoes that you start tipping over when it comes to this particular thing. And I I think so, they are, but it's just, yeah, we'll see. So what I'm hearing is time travel can't actually happen because reasons. Are we talking in reality? Like real life? Or yeah. Sure thing. Well, so. In okay. real life? No. Reality, so. <laughs> not today. Not today. And technically, like, this is actually, there's a lot of different camps for this part. Um so a lot of people believe that it's outright impossible. And even those mm-hmm. who admit that it is possible, currently speaking, or cur- in our current standpoint, it would be fatal to anybody who chose to undertake it. Like, you would not survive it today. Like, if, if we suddenly had the ability somehow to travel time, it would be more than just the ability. We'd have to have a very significant boost in technology or resilience or something because our bodies could not handle that particular form of stress right um even even like are they is it still under the consideration of the black hole no idea? like even i mean like i mean and okay so like, that or like well i mean okay so let's let's talk about just like the innocent little one that we did for top three you know like let's jump into the past our bodies don't have i mean just from a biological standpoint our bodies are not capable of handling the germs and the bi- the biological component of a different time frame or time space because there are pathogens and viruses that existed at that point in time that no longer exist today. We would die from just simple exposure. Right. Um, then you have the process of actually tra- traversing that. Uh, so, like, even with your, like, you, you have to undergo certain stressors to literally traveled that space or that time like if you're and this is this ties into like the concept of time being a fourth dimension um and all that you know that there's and i think it was einstein kind of kind of described it as a, a additional coordinate um so it's just yeah it, it's just their body the human the human person that exists today even those who admit that time travel would be possible are almost uniformly in an agreement that even if it was possible, we would not survive. It would be fatal to the person traveling. I'm going to say this mm-hmm. politely. So the UFO enthusiast, the reason <laughs> if you ever watch one of these documentaries, it always revolves around a ship that is powered by gravity or generates its own gravity and it's its own gravity inside so you know the laws of inertia and velocity Mm, don't mm -hmm. apply to you because that's the only way this would work with an organic being yeah so it's like the default cause and effect it's like well in order to do this we need a magical spaceship gravity gravity is magical okay aliens fly magical gravity spaceships time travel so that's the thing we Today in our modern technology, it's not possible. Mathematically speaking, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Could we physically do it? No. Yeah. Do we have the technology to execute the things we need to create to be able to make the... We skipped over the whole infinite tube thing for a reason. 
the when we were talking mm-hmm. about Stephen Hawking, the, oh, mathematically that makes perfect sense and it could work. You cannot put a human being in a centrifuge and spin him at a billion revolutions a second. I mean, you without can't. There being there just isn't going to. There's not going to be a human when you get done. There's going to be some adverse side effects. There's going to be a stretch piece of skin that needs to be squirted with water every twenty minutes. Moisturize Best case me. scenario: you pull your pants. Me. Then why is there such a... I'm just like, okay, then why is there such a fascination with the idea of going and changing our past? It's just that that psychological, if I could redo it again type thing. That's my opinion, yeah. It's the same same as, you know, the grass is greener on the other side. You know, it's it's the the concept of humanity is constantly reevaluating everything that they've gone through. Uh, it's it's that mm-hmm. that idea of you know hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, oh well, if I, I only fixed it that, this. yeah, if I should have done you know or, or like the time cop thing that that Rick was talking about, like go through go through door B. Well, the reality is is that the reality is that reality is not that simple. It's not just a binary switch that you go right instead of left. There there's so many other possible ramifications to it, but in mm-hmm. our in our limited perception of reality, when we're looking back at, you know, our present or our past, we put meaning to it from our present. So, like, you know, depending on how you're feeling today, yesterday could be a really good thing or a really bad thing. And that will color your flavor of being like, you know, I would rather have done this and then that would have made me happier. Well, I mean, would it? And then that goes into the whole concept of synchronicity and, you know, it, it starts the 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 ripple effect is very significant um that also ties Vixens. into yeah it ties into yeah. the, the concept of sonder uh which is a which is a whole nother probably a whole nother conversation um but sonder really briefly is the is the fact that every single human person exists as a completely complex creature in and of themselves and so when you're talking to a person who's talking about time travel, they exist within their own set of reality. So, but they, a lot of times when you're, when you see time travel being used in entertainment, it doesn't take into account all the, what I refer to as the NPCs of the story, because all of those NPCs are doing the same thing that the, the main character is doing. They have all their own complex things going on. And time travel is a way of humanity simplifying what has happened and, and being like, oh, well, you know, it also teaches. It's also a process of teaching. Like, you know, you can apply <clears throat> what you learned from your mistakes in the past. You can apply to the present and even to the future. And so that's that's a way also that you can kind of see that being an educational process psychologically as well. Okay, Blue. <laughs> Rick. <laughs> I hurt. I mean, I like to, I like talking and debating about these things, but time travel just I don't like it because it's just theory after theory with so many problems. Right. Well, and and that's <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a lot of theory, and there's really nothing concrete. Like there's there's <laughs> no way of being like, okay, well, you know, if we did it like this, it's 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 all a it's all a mind game like it's not there's nothing right it's which but it's a mind game that breaks the rules yes 
I, I and it's that's I, like I mentioned at the very beginning of the the series when we mentioned string theory. Like I read physics books for fun in high school, and if they are written in such a way like Brian Greene writes or even Einstein, Einstein actually wrote a really easy to comprehend type book. It doesn't have a lot of the mathematical problems in it, but it gives you the thought game. It tells you how to think about it in a way that is going to make sense in the grand scheme of it. That that's okay. But trying to quantify and create allegories for something that's not quantifiable. Right, right. And things that don't that cannot happen, that cannot physically happen, or we have no experience of them happening. So there's no way to even consider how it would actually happen. Mm -hmm. It's it's really it's frustrating frustrating on a very deep level and i i feel for anybody who's like oh my god i don't want to talk about time travel because time travel hurts well yeah it it hurts because it's something we can't grasp because it's all theoretical and it's all beyond our scope of understanding with even just the most basic concepts to try to construct it yeah you're it just falls apart you're you're trying to put logic on something that breaks the rules of logic well, it's not, not even that. It's it's you're challenging something that is so axiomatic to our our worldviews that most people don't even think about it. Like the concept, it's, it's the concept of time, and a lot of people just take time. Like they, a lot of people will take that for granted that time goes past, present, future. The idea that your present could be someone else's future or your past could be someone else's future is it turns things on ahead and a lot of times people get uncomfortable when paradigms start doing flip-flops like that because it 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 challenges a lot of things that a lot of people just take for granted and makes the comfort it's just it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. and yes uh flatland like, flatland is actually a really good one sorry chat was saying to read i like flatland. how this start out with a uh my mic was all muted. these examples <laughs> Okay. What, did you have something that you wanted say, to jump in on? One of my smartest, the smartest friends I've ever had in my life, whenever this conversation would come up, he would immediately go, no, 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 time travel, I'm out. And I'd start <laughs> to explain it to him. <clears throat> and I literally, I'd start to explain it to him. He would go, no, 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 bullshit, time travel, I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, you have an IQ north of 150. He goes, nope, bullshit, I'm out. <laughs> okay then (laughs) in story writing rule number one should be don't write about time travel period like ever in anything but that goes back to when we were talking about tropes it's a fun trope to talk about that being said though if you follow like a fixed timeline it can make a really fun read like that's alchemist and a merchant's gate like it's a short story but it's based around a fixed timeline and it's all about like mm-hmm. the perception of the two, the alchemist and the merchant and like their perception of the same timeline and how it's, it's the, it's the same timeline, like basically, but the person doing like his, his manipulation of quote time is actually not a manipulation of time. It's actually the reason everything happens. And so like, it's, a, it's, I just, again, it's a, it's a Pandora's box that if you open it, you have to be you have to be prepared for really bad stuff to happen if you're going to try to make it make sense in the in a big story like if you're doing a short story it's easy because you just be like and yeah, we're done goodbye like so here's here's a question we talk about if you're 
we always talk about visiting the past because the past is something that has already transpired. So it's something we can visualize that、mm-hmm. we can theoretically go back to. And the idea of the ripple and the butterfly effect of everything, time cop, time bug, whatever, <laughs> affecting everything. We only talked about the past. It would be it would be、But、effectively the, of- the same if you visited the future, though. <laughs> right, but if you visited the future, you're not affecting. Y- you're the past self visiting the future. So, but your affect- but your lack of presence in the past from the time that you left to the time that you come back. Will be right, but you would have already been in a fixed in a fixed timeline, predestined to do in that. In a fixed timeline, you could argue that that was the case. In a dynamic timeline, the synchronicity issue would come up. Oh my god! Oh no!、Uh, it, <coughs> yeah, everything falls apart, and then you die. Yeah, pretty much. That's 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 the summary of time travel: is everything falls apart and you die. <laughs> if you you can, I, if you go to the future and you stay there, I guess yeah, I guess、fine. yeah, because. As long as yeah, if we're all if agreeing that the if you go to the, the future and you come back, that future is probably not going to happen、mm-hmm. because you now know what happened, and you knowing has changed all the events that led up to the happening in a dynamic timeline. So it doesn't happen anyway, right? Whereas、and、in a fixed timeline, it would have already it's already happened anyways. So it's irrelevant,、mm-hmm. but it you, you die. It's fine. It's <laughs> it's murky. <laughs> It's murky because we always assume that the future is malleable. Yeah, and that's and that's what I was trying to trying to figure out a way to say. It. It's like that's also assuming that time is traveling in a linear fashion. Do not bring up Endgame to me. <laughs> what about I'm going to refer to my friends put on that too. Bullshit. I mean, okay, I'll give Kung Fu Panda two a pass. Don't even get me into friggin' Endgame. Oh,、uh, all right. So, shoutouts before Rick goes off on a、uh, rant. <laughs> pull up my notes that I've been like, oh my god, I can't even follow this anymore. Because、uh, um, we've been off off show notes for a little while now.、Uh, <laughs> next week, Wait, we our sh- guest is Saints Workshop on the topic of Eva's journey. And upcoming, we're going to do a behind the scenes on the fifteenth, recorded with Salty Cat. We're going to talk about art and Destiny community artist, and I don't know what else. He wanted to come on. I said okay. So we're going to talk about <laughs> stuff. We'll figure out what what it is when we get there because it's that's how we do things. My friend Howard. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, and he's an artist. He does a lot of graphic design, and I know he's talked about helping do, redo our stuff for the show. He's done a ton of work for other podcasts as well as、um, streamers. He's done a lot of the digital art thing. He's not so much of a、um, physical art or like a tactical art. He's definitely more in the digital realm. So we're gonna be talking about that with him on the fifteenth. I don't. I'm not sure if we're recording that one live or if we're gonna record it offline. But you will see that coming up in your feeds in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Yep. Yep.、Tag. And then finally, Rick, you're it. Yeah, I'm it. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna shout out somebody that truly is—he deserves it, Mister Boop Cannon.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you don't know Boop, you're you're not living your full life. You should know Boop. That's it. Isn't isn't year 2020 Boop. the year of the Boop or something? I, I you know what? I don't try and understand what he do. I just <laughs> go with it. Boop is a fixed point in time. 
<laughs> defies all from logic Bree is just like <laughs> understanding. Chad agrees with me. Is Boop on PC or is he on Xbox? Boop will be on PC because we actually donated a PC to him. Nice. I'm going to come and demolish Boop in the Crucible because <laughs> I despise Boop Cannon users and I know that's one of his favorite things to do. I mean, it's literally so, his whole persona. Uh, yeah. I'm going to come and put an arrow in his face. This is fine. He'll take it. We still haven't done a 1v1. Me and you? We've talked shit to each other all the time. I'm not but doing we that. Yeah. I got shit to do. No, you don't. You not, lie. There's no reason to get involved in all of that. You don't want to try to shoulder charge a shotgunning, bow-slinging hunter? To what end? There's no engram at the end of that fight. <laughs> Surprise of saying you can beat me. I, okay, so if I win, I beat up a girl. If you win, I got my ass beat by a girl. I can't win. <laughs> I can't See? win. It's perfect. It's so, perfect. So, wait, why, why, what you think? You, you catfish somebody else with your wares, woman. <laughs> Bullshit. I'll hustle you if I want. I'll hustle you if I want. Catfish someone else. <laughs> you got to get up early in the morning to get one over on me. I was born and raised in a briar patch. Oh, that's funny. Oh, man. Well, uh, another big shout out to Lethargic Hades. Thank you so much for the Podbean patronage. And then also to, uh, I just blanked on, Taboo Taboo Emu? Emu? Taboo Emu. Taboo Emu. Taboo Emu. Emu. Oh, my God. Emu. Emu. Wait, no, that's not how you say that. Emu. It's a bird. Is it, though? Is it? Mew. It is. It's a it's a landlocked bird. It's a landlocked bird. It's kind of it's like a dinosaur, really. Honestly, if you think about it, fair. <laughs> Taboo emotes. Yes, Taboo that's emotes. Correct. Oh, don't that's Google correct. search. I award you five hundred points. No, <laughs> oh, do man. not look that up. Do not look ever. that up. All right. So until next time, guys. Have a great night. Have a great week. I guess at this point, I hope you've had a great week, and we will see you later. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can be found at www.thelorenetwork.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire, and may your light shine bright. There was a war about them? Yes, there was, and they won. <laughs> That's not what happened. The, the, the war of emus?